Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of our God of War spoiler cast. This is where we go in-depth in God of War 3 and then talk about our predictions for the newest entry in the franchise, which launches in just over a week. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We hope you enjoy. My original attempt at God of War 3, which started back in maybe December... It was. January. You did start it anyway. right when we started getting hyped up, and you jumped in and you played... Up past the first boss fight, and then you stopped a little ways into the, the second level, I guess levels, what I would call it, after we got into discussing about how how much I liked the franchise and how excited I was, and I kind of convinced you to maybe wait a few months and then just play through the whole thing. Yeah, and, then, and that's kind of what started the whole thing. But what I thought was the most entertaining part was I found months ago a video on some probably ancient alien related facebook page that i that i follow and it was this it was, they were telling the story in text over a cinematic and then as uh, as you're going into because the the opening sequence is, is vibrant yes, is awesome really is. And best in the series um the intro to three i realized that the intro to god of war three was what i was watching in an educational video on facebook and i just that still just makes me I that just is think funny that's hilarious. somebody just straight up stole it um but then, you know, not only did they give you this huge, you know, big arena that is the entire tower or whatever of Olympus where you're going up, and then all of a sudden Poseidon just leaps well, on down. That's my favorite scene, I think, in the beginning, is where you see the Titans and they're all climbing up, and then you get, like, a nice picture of, like, there's Gaia, there's there's all these other ones that I don't even know what their names are because the, there's just so many of them. And then the, it cuts to, like, a back view of Olympus, and you see all of them just, like, making their way forward. You've got Hermes, you have Helios, um, Zeus, Hades, and um, and then Poseidon. And they are, are kind of like, are like, you know, Helios jumps in his chariot, and Hermes runs down, you know, the wall with his great speed. Hades just jumps right off and, and takes somebody out with him. Um, I just, I love that cutscene. It's so cool, and it just sets up the tone of the game in... in tremendous fashion yeah it was really really interesting one thing that really threw me off because I, I wasn't sure at least the first time it made a lot of sense the second time um another thing just to kind of piggyback on what we're talking about it was really interesting because the end of two does have dialogue of zeus talking to the gods saying you know this is the time of olympus blah 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 and then in three it has yes. the same dialogue but instead of showing zeus talking it's you know, him, his voice while they're climbing Olympus. And I thought that was a really, really cool way to do that, to kind of just show what's going on, you know, with both parties. Yeah. Um, they did then, a really great job of just tying yeah. those two games together. Yeah. 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 The, uh, and then, so the Poseidon fight. So Poseidon jumps off, you know, jumps into the water, and then all of a sudden becomes this giant water horse. <laughs> Those are hippo, really hippocampi, which are like water horses, basically, is what they were in Greek mythology. And he, he, so he kind of summons like all of them, and you don't see Poseidon in his in his um, like armor or whatever you want to call that, whatever it is that he's like inside when he's in the water. But the first thing you see is Gaia's like, oh my god, something's something's holding me, and you make your way up her arm. And this, this hippocampus comes breaking through her wrist. And you're like, holy crap, like it's huge. Everything around you is moving. It, it, this is by far the most dramatic and cinematic opening for a God of War game. And the fact that everything is moving and you're playing it all in real time is just phenomenal. And I just, it sets up yeah. the game for me in such a way where like I was blown away by that. And then I, I could not stop playing. I think I beat god of war three in probably two sittings because i was just so enthralled with it and the game has it has such a breakneck pace compared to even two there's you're just always going to the next thing next boss fight next area and you're always getting new abilities and it's just the way that they do it is is phenomenal that's that's a very good point one of the things that i think we didn't talk enough about too is how they streamline a lot of things so like the 
the mechanics of button pushing and, and as far as mechanics go were streamlined to make things quick and quicker in the game and they perfected it I think in God of War 3 where you're able to go through and you know whether you're opening a door that takes a long time or you're you know there's that actual boss fight um you know, it's it's all in stride and yes. it's all fast, and there's no real lulls like you had talked about um, with the first game. There's a lot of lull and dead time, or you know you're making your way through something to get to something else. You know, this one, like you know, you beat. Poseidon, Which is probably one of the best. best sudden, like, let's let's not go over that real quick. Let's talk about that and then go right into the next part. Okay, um, I thought it was really neat how. So as you go through, there was just so many parts to it. You know, you're you're running around Gaia, you know, because she's this. Giant that part was awesome. Tree. Yes. And yeah, yeah, really, really cool. And she helps you. You know, it's not a fight that Kratos is actually fighting on his own. You know, the the whole point there is to do enough damage, and then Gaia pins uh, Poseidon up against the mountain, and that's whenever Kratos is able to actually damage Poseidon himself. Yeah, that's a good good point where he you know, comes okay. out and Poseidon. So he rises up in like this thing and he's like, really? He's like, you're going to challenge me. I'm a God. You're just a wimpy mortal. And Kratos is like, if you were really, a, if you were a God, you would, you would challenge me man to man. But you know, being the Spartan warrior that he is, he decides I'm going to take care of this with a little help from Gaia. And she pins him down and Kratos breaks his chest plate. Basically Poseidon fights back. And he launches a bunch of these like serpent horse things to, to like latch onto her head again. You free her and she takes this big swing. And this is, I, I don't know that I ever noticed it until I actually replayed this part yesterday to get um, a little bit of footage. And Kratos catches her arm as she's punching. And then she punches Poseidon. And Kratos launches through him and takes Poseidon with him. And I just, I never really noticed how, like you mentioned, he's actually fighting with Gaia and she kind of is assisting you here. But that, that one scene, I just never caught it until yesterday. And I was really just floored by how awesome it all comes together. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts because it, it just, it's really neat how he kind of yanks him out of, you know, what you would be, I guess you can consider his element. His avatar, literally. yeah. And then... And so, you know, and then, you know, it's kind of a fair game of, you know, who's, who's the it's not really a fair game though, because this kind of shows how much of a monster Kratos can be. Yeah. Because yeah, Poseidon's there, you know, kind of whimpering and Kratos just runs up and literally beats the living hell out of him. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, you know, proves a point on what he was wanting to get across there. And I'm trying to remember, why does he wind up in so, the 80s? What so the, the last thing I'll say about the Poseidon fight is the fact that it's kind of in first person, and it's in first person from Poseidon's point of view, which, like, I think helps to show just oh, how, yeah. how basically Kratos is trained on this vengeance that he's, he's after. Because, like, you see it. Like, he's not stopping. He, he, he picks him up. He, he repeatedly beats him. And then as he's trying to crawl away, you, you get the, the first person visual of Kratos comes stomping towards you. And then he picks him up and gouges his eyes and breaks his neck and throws him off. And as he does that, the waters come rising up and, and tsunamis wash everything away. And then after that part, you get to Gaia and she says, let's go. Like, I'm going to take you up to the top. And he gets on, they go up top and Zeus is waiting there. And he's like, nope, not going to happen. And he knocks her off. He breaks her wrist, basically. And her arm is, like, hanging on by a thread. Zeus, like, hits her with, like, a lightning bolt or something. Oh, and then you right. both fall backwards. And it's the emotional and fall, then, yeah. Right, and then Kratos asshole. is hanging on her back. And he's like, if you don't help me, I'm going to fall off. And she goes, oh, well, you help me get to where I need it. I don't need you anymore. And he falls and basically plummets to Hades. Yeah, that's a hell of a fall. And that really threw me for a loop my first time playing, because, you know, I'm thinking, is he dead? What's going on? Why am I... Who's this glowing lady? And then... Yeah. You know, the first thing that you do when you're... You know, you get through the, the River of Sticks and everything, and you, you meet Athena, and uh, Athena gives you the... The Blades, blades of, of something or other. And, uh, yeah, and he starts asking, you know, like, why why are you helping me? Like, this is not... You know, you wouldn't even let yeah, me kill Yeah, he says, Zeus you look like an Olympian when you, when you were to me. Alive. Yeah, that's right. Because he's he's all she's all like glowing and everything and all that. And uh, 
it was, I think that was a really cool scene, but, you know, basically she says that she's transcended to a higher plane. She understands what needs to happen and she's trying to help aid him right. you know, in his conquest. And, uh, and then, you know, long story short there, Kratos kind of breaks off and then starts making his way through Hades and, and what I thought was a lot of fun for, for an encounter. Yeah, I really, the, the way that they did Hades in God of War 3 was probably the best iteration of it where there's like, there's the bramble and things are on fire and the it's, this game does a really cool job of varying the enemies that you see because you, the enemies you see in Hades look a lot different than, than a lot different than the enemies you see when you're in the gardens or when you are in the labyrinth. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then yeah. my, one of my favorite levels or puzzles or whatever you want to call it is Hades temple. And you go in there and you're kind of maneuvering those big gears, uh, wheels to open doors and stuff. And you have to, you have to do this nice little elevator puzzle where you take the, the pile of rocks that you were using to hold the gear up and you bring it up so you can trap the giant Hades statue arms so you can break it. And he breaks oh, yeah. it with, and then you can, yeah. Right and he breaks it with Persephone's, um, casket basically. Right. And I, Dang, he's pretty Yeah, he's like, I don't even care. She was kind of an ass, though. Um, side tangent story of, uh, you know, Kratos kills Persephone because of... What she did in Chains of Olympus? Knocking up. Yeah. yeah so she crazy. was mad, and if you know Greek mythology, they did a good job of this because she went into the underworld kind of unknowingly, and she took a bite of a pomegranate, and... That was how, in Greek mythology, the seasons were formed. Because she, when right. she goes underground, she that's that's the winter time. And then when she's allowed to come out only in the spring and the summer, and that's when things kind of bloom back to life. And that was kind of the deal that Zeus gave to her as punishment for her eating the pomegranate. Um, so in Chains of Olympus, she's obviously very pissed off about this, and she wants to just end the world. And that's how... Atlas gets chained to the the um, to holding the world up and everything, and I just thought that was a really cool way that they tied everything right, together. He was trying to knock everything down. Yeah, well, I just think it's neat that they they wind up making Kratos such an integral part of everything that you know about some of these ancient cultures, or I guess this yeah. ancient culture. Um, you know, everything from that to the sinking of Atlantis and Ghosts of Sparta. It's just, it's really cool to see how, how they, they kind of did a couple of different things there, despite him going through and killing every, you know, god well, in there. Right. They do a really fun. good job of taking things from the mythology and adapting them. And that's one reason why I'm so thrilled to see what this new setting is going to be like, because Norse mythology is very interesting. The Norse gods, especially the Aesir, are very, like, power-hungry and they're they're very much into fighting and and drinking and partying, whereas the Vanir are very. Oh, we love nature and we we do magic. Now they're not perfect either because I was reading some stuff and they do they do fight and they did, you know, in in the real version of Norse mythology they did kill some of the Aesir gods basically because they were mad. They weren't all goody two shoes. Like I think they're kind of trying to set them up sort of in this one, which is fine. I think it's going to be a nice dichotomy. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's so to stay on with three. So then he goes in, and Hades is your first boss fight after Poseidon, and he's really cool because he's kind of towering. He has a similar weapon to you, and the first thing he does when he shows up is he tries to steal your soul. He hits you with his claws, and he starts to pull yeah. you out, and that's where Kratos is just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not happening. Sucks him, his his soul back in, and you fight, and it's just a really interesting fight because you're chopping off pieces of his body and killing them as they're trying to crawl back. I just love that part, as disgusting as it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that part was, a, I thought it was really neat. Um, you know, there's just kind of the way that it was it was worked up to be. Um, one thing that I did like, just not to jump back too far, was the judge. The oh, yeah, that part is really cool. And kind of your first exposure to those, you know, three gigantic entities that, you know, wind up playing a big part later, but... Um, so I did like the Hades fight. I thought that was uh, a really, really well done for as dark and strange as, you know, you needed it to be. And then finally, you you know, you knock off his mask and you can see that he does look pretty... Yeah, crazy. and then you break his head open 
by slamming him into the ground. And then you, you yeah. after stealing his weapons, of course, and then you literally, you take his soul instead, which I just, I love that part. I love when you take it and he's just like, oh, and then it releases all of the bodies or all of the souls of the underworld. And then the souls basically eat him alive as he's in the river sticks there. And then now Kratos having the soul of God again, might not technically be his, but he has it inside him. He's allowed to use those, those warp gates and he, he exits immediately from the underworld into the city of Olympia. Right. Right. And the city of Olympia, Olympia was a really interesting part for me because I just didn't know where the game was going to go. And then, so as you're kind of making your way around the cliffs and some of these paths, then you come to the door. It's a big door. And you make your way inside, and then all of a sudden you, you walk through kind of the cavernous entryway, and then you see the giant fire titan just... Yeah, it's fire, a, whatever the, he is, he's like like fire. lava, fire rock, and yeah. apparently him and Helios have been locked in this struggle. They have a, they have a, a grudge for some reason. So they, of course, are, are fighting each other on the... The, the city perimeter of Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. And so, which, which kind of adds to, you know, there's just things flying through. You get, uh, ac- you get access to a giant crossbow. I love and, that part. Uh, it was a Helios. He's telling you as he's flying by to not get involved. And you, yeah, you he says, nope. And then and once he, he hits lands, him and then it allows the Titan to grab him. And he, the Titan just crushes him and throws him to the ground. I just, that part, every time I'm like, yes, I just love it for some reason. If I remember that in Olympia, though, there's no real boss. Well, so, fight there. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you, you kill him, but you know, and he tries to kill you. I mean, he is like the boss. No it's kind real... of like a new, that's what I like about this. This game is their idea of boss fights are, are kind of all over the place. And they do a really good job of like, this is what I said, kind of giving you something different to do all the time that just makes you want to keep going. So you do that part, you, you make your way around, you climb up the side of this wall here and there's Helios's body all broken and he's, he's throwing up blood and he, you go to kill him or talk to him or whatever Kratos is going to do at that first moment there. And he gets surrounded by a phalanx of, of soldiers. And then that's where they kind of introduce the Cyclops riding, which is cool. And you get on the back of this gigantic Cyclops and you break all of the, the, the phalanx open and you destroy all those guys. And then it starts this nice little cutscene where Helio says, I have never forgotten what you've done for me. Let me go. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you can do. And he's like, I already know what to do. Athena told me. He's like, Hephaestus told me. Yeah. And Helios is like, you're going to believe those people? And he's like, and then Kratos says, that's exactly why I believe. And then something happens and Helios decides, I'm going to kill you by shining this extremely bright light at you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I like that part because Kratos, you do this really cool thing where you move your arm around with the, the one control stick to block the light so you can make your way forward. And it's really neat how you kind of like, it's like black and white because it's so bright and, and just blindingly. And as he, you make your way forwards, Kratos then just basically the same way he did to Poseidon. He just goes to town, steps on his head, picks him up, hits him as hard as he can in the neck, and then just with both hands, just decapitates him by ripping his head straight off his neck. Yeah, yeah, and then it becomes a tool for you for the. Yep, you use it to to illuminate dark places and find lots and lots of hidden chests, which I am kind of ashamed to admit that I missed, like fifty percent of them. I have never found like one chest. And then I remembered at the end of the game, I found them, and I was like, "Oh, you just pulled the head out, and they show up." So then, on every subsequent playthrough, I have remembered when you see the little swirly gold lights to pull the head out because there's a giant chest that gives you a gorgon eye or a phoenix feather you're going to remember that forever yeah. and every time yeah, you play it now long enough to figure out how to yeah. pull it out and then after that part there's there's kind of like this this a little bit of downtime you make your way through some more caverns you find the labyrinth for the first time and you get to see it kind of unassembled and then you run into hermes and this is also another interesting take on 
Was that a pun? Yeah, maybe. No, it was unintentionally. But anyway, so you 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 you, you happen to stroll upon Hermes, and he kind of. I don't know. He says some weird, like, nursery rhyme at you that's, uh, you know, obviously very condescending. And Kratos is like, I don't have time for you. Like, get out of my way. And, of course, Hermes is like, no, I'm I'm going to antagonize you. And you follow him up the chain of balance, and you chase him through this really awesome thing where, like, the city is kind of falling apart as you guys are running. Oh, one thing that we we forgot to mention Oh, did I forget the Guitar Hero part? One of the... Or is this something else? Oh no, not yet. Uh, well, the e, what was it? Who was it? It was not Hermes. It was uh, who was the chariot Helios. guy? Helios. So Helios. One of the things uh, that Athena and I and uh, the Smith had told Kratos was that the flame of Olympus. You you can't touch. That's it right. That's what I I did dies. say that he said something and he got mad. That was what I forgot. Right, and so that's what he, you know, he tells him, you've got to grab yeah, the flame. Yeah, you have to step like into it you would to gain its power. Yeah. Right, and so that, that was kind right. of one of the things where you start to realize that the flame of Olympus is what we're after. How are we going to get it? And now people are already trying to take advantage of, you know, what he either does or doesn't know. And then, then moving on to... You start running up the chain of balance, figuring out what's going on there, which is, which is really I love cool that part. part. I love that because it kind of gives you the whole sense of, like... Okay, this is all taking place in one area, but it's pretty big. And I I love, like I said, the chasing of Helios through the city as, like, there's boulders flying and, and, and things are breaking and falling apart and you're climbing. And he's making fun of you because he can just run up the wall and he's like, look, you're so slow. Like, what are you going to do? And Kratos is just like, I'm just going to keep going because, and he just trucks along, climbs up the walls, jumps through the the, the holes that are, are appearing and Hermes, being his pompous self, is sitting on a statue of, I think it's of Athena. And he's just like, you, you're never going to get over here. What are you going to do? And Kratos is like, well, I have this giant ballista right here. And just get ready. And he launches it and he catches a ride on the gigantic rock as it's flying through the air. And it hits the, the statue and, and collapses it and crushes Hermes in the process. And then there's this really interesting part where you land in this, this, this little room and you see a blood trail and you follow the blood trail down and you follow it across the wall and you go back up again and you realize it goes in a circle. And as you come back to the room again is Hermes sitting on the ground, bloodied and, and, and broken bones. Yeah, and then he starts kind of retreating in a sense. Like, what's he say? He's like, well, what he says, you, just, you know, kill me. He says, I thought Spartans fought with honor. And he's like, but you have your own sense of honor, don't you, Kratos? And then he kind of, like, tries to fight, and he runs around. Um, and you, you're kind of, he, he's, like, not as fast as he was, but he's still fast. And Kratos just fights like normal. And eventually he picks him up off the ground. And, no, I, I, I think he... He's no, on the he's ground on the first, ground, and he, he just cuts the one off. leg off. And then as he's crawling away yeah. with the blood spurting out, you see it's another one of those scenes where Kratos just comes lumbering after him. Like, you can't, I'm not going to stop. It doesn't matter. And he picks him up then by the one leg that he has left. And then you, you hold the button and just slice it off. That was pretty brutal. Like, that was one where I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, this whole game kind of does a good job of making you a little uncomfortable, but at the same time, you're like Kratos is out for revenge, and he's gonna he's gonna get it no matter what. That's definitely a feeling that I got after playing the other games, and since I kind of played three first, as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, like this, there is you know there is a lot of story here. This is a guy that was mad about something. Like it's not like he was just like he didn't just wake up one day and say right, I'm gonna kill all of the gods do. of Olympus. Like they did a they they did a good job, and I the more I I went back and replayed them now, I realize. They did a good job of giving him a reason to be so angry and to want to kind of go out on this this quest for vengeance. Yeah, yeah, it was and it was really cool, and I think they do really well at making Kratos just blind with vengeance. You know, he's that's what he's after. He doesn't care about anything else. If you're in his way, you're that's very true. You're just a casualty of war, and he's not going to look back. It reminds me actually a lot of like how they explain the Draugr in what just is going to be God pure of War. Rage. 
Right. You know, like, uh, you know, never satisfied with the kill. It's, you know, moving on to the that next. Is a good, that's a good comparison. I didn't even think of that. So after you defeat Hermes, I'm not sure exactly what the next. There's like a little downtime. You're, you wind up you're in like you wind up in the area where the flames of the flame of Olympus is. You have to go through a couple different doors, kind of backtracky ish. But then you that's when you play the giant oh, harp yes. game. And then after you play the giant harp game, you're able to kind of per- push through, and you see you get to Hercules, who, uh, Zeus's. Uh, oh, spoilers! You see Zeus's wife. Oh, that's right. And uh, and at that point, that Zeus's wife is this total drunken hag. She really is. And as she's like, yeah, you, like it's it's really weird how they captured that. But as she's you know kind of going in and tangenting about how he's just awful and he's this that or whatever. And because uh, now you know that you know Hercules is also Zeus's son, and kind of I guess the same type of uh, you know deity or god, yes. god that Hercules Hercules is, and then Hercules kind of walks out, and uh, I, I think does Kratos say like you know Hercules, my fight isn't with you, something or something like, like that. that. Or he he says something along the lines of, well, because Hercules is like brother, he's like you were always allowed to to have all the glory. Oh, and that's I had right. to clean. Yeah, Hercules is all yeah, I had to clean the stables, and I had to do this. And he's like, but I did get to kill the lion, and blah blah blah. And I think he does say something like, "I'm not here." He's like, "But if you're gonna if you're gonna get in my way, I'll I'll, I'll fight you as well." And then he jumps out of the way, and you're in this really cool arena that has like these like spikes on the walls. He's like. Yeah, it's like yeah, weird or it's bush. like a statue of a thorn bush or something. I don't really know off the top of my head at this but I, I know that I love this fight and you fight all, a bunch of the little guys and that's easy you take him out and then Hercules is like alright I'm gonna I'm getting in this it's gonna be exciting I'm gonna I'm gonna get down there and I'm gonna kick his ass jumps in and you you do the same thing and you're kind of fighting Hercules and all the other guys and then there's this really cool part where he tries to rush you and Kratos like flips him around and then is running with him on because uh, he uses the momentum, and you you pummel him into those thorns that we mentioned, and he breaks off pieces of his yeah. armor. The first thing he does is he breaks his helmet. The second time it happens, he steals one of the the gauntlets from him, the Cestus. And then what happened then? And then after that, is it Hercules who breaks the ground? Because it's not Kratos. Kratos just picks it up, right? I think Hercules picks it up. Kratos doesn't pick it up. Right, right. So Hercules starts to pick up the ground, like the actual cement floor, and he lifts it up, and then Kratos basically he tumbles what does off. He do? Well, so because, I mean, if I I'm remembering correctly, and it's just, I'm kind of upset that I don't remember exactly, you steal the one gauntlet, I think you steal the other one, and then that's where Hercules is pissed, and he's like, whatever. And he, he lifts up the the thing because he's going to throw you over the side. And, that's right. And yeah, then you go yeah, tumbling yeah, down. Yeah, he lifts yes. up the arena. And then that's whenever um, it's like a large disc stone. He tries to throw it. And then as you you have to hit a couple buttons, it, and then Hercules kind of winds up losing his balance. And then you jump down onto Hercules, and that's when you start just... Well, slamming him in the face with the that's, that's also one of my favorite parts because so as you mentioned you're falling and Kratos jumps back up and he punches the the, the top of the disc with the gauntlet and it ca- causes yeah. it to kind of careen down into Hercules and it pins him underneath it and then that's where Kratos just as Hercules is completely helpless just flattens his face with the gauntlet and then he breaks the ground and he goes crashing down and then I think you find yourself then at that point, um, you're like near Aphrodite's quarters, and you kind of make your way out of yeah. the sewers there, and you come out to like these these floating bridges. Yeah, and then as you start making your way over part of it, that's when Aphrodite says that you can't make it through the to what I guess you know is the labyrinth, which is where they're trying to get to. You need to you talk to her husband, Hephaestus. Uh, you know, right, and, right, and then you you can hang out with Aphrodite. Hang out. You, yeah. This is another yeah. boss fight. <laughs> yeah, 
that's it, you get just as much experience or red orbs as a, you as really, a person, yes, which I thought was really it is funny. funny. And I mean, I, and you know, I guess one of the older God of War games wouldn't have been complete without a sex mini game. But I am happy to say that the the new one will not have any of that because I think we've all matured a little bit in our tastes. Maybe not you, but that's okay. Yeah, definitely not me. But um, but it was it was neat to see that, and then you kind of go through, and once you go ahead, well, then uh, as you you get through from Poseidon's chamber, you go through the the portally thing. You come out um, and talk to um, Hephaestus. Uh, Hephaestus, and that's when he tells you that you need to go down to Tartarus to get um, the stone. I, I just remember because I actually replayed this the other day to get some more footage. And I, this is my, by far, probably my favorite fight in the entire franchise, just because of the sheer scale. But I'll let you, I want to hear what you thought of what happens next. It was really cool because this is really the only time that you actually fight, I feel like, fight a Titan where it's just you and the Titan and there's not any type of weird thing holding yes. anyone back. And so it's, it's, you know, kind of you running, climbing. It's, is it Atlas who? No, it's Kronos. Who? Because Kronos. he has the, the Temple of Pandora and, uh, chained to his back. That's right, because he's that's because it, it's all about the because uh, Smith guy lied to Zeus and said that the safest place for Pandora's box was in that temple on Kronos's back, and then whenever when Kratos was able to do that, that wasn't yes. the case. They both yeah, then they both got uh, in trouble and grounded, <laughs> literally, and. Uh, but that's where you go through and you're climbing up Kronos' arms to do certain things. Now, the if I remember, the ending of it was pretty... Brutal. It is. So you you fight on many various different parts. You start on his, his right arm to start. You climb up that and then he finds you. You rip off his fingernail and then he, he gets you and he brings you to... You make your way to his opposite shoulder at that point and then that's where you find that like weird zombie cyclops thing and then he tries to eat you and then you rip your way out of his stomach and then you get to the that part is really disgusting and then you get to back to like his belly button area where he has that giant belt buckle that's made out of the onyx stone and you break that and it causes it to fly up in and impales Kronos in the chin and he's kind of stuck then in this like weird hands locked next to his face sort of pose and he can't get out of it and Kratos decides I came all this way I have what I want he got the stone he got it when he was inside I guess it was either inside Kronos or it was from the Cyclops or wherever he finds it from because he comes out and he has it yeah it was inside yeah. the stomach I guess like I think that homeboy had so he, he, he but so he could leave he could turn around and go he doesn't have to do anything else at this point but he says, no, I'm not stopping here. Makes his way across Kronos's face as he's tied up and stabs him in the forehead with the blade of Olympus. After you, because you, you have to knock off with the gauntlets. One of the, you break the off the little piece that's stuck through his chin and then you walk. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And so then, you know, he comes out and why can't I, Hephaestus, right. he talks to Hephaestus. And, uh, you know, he's, he's super, super pissed. Well, he's like, you sent me to and, my death. Uh, but and he's like, no, 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 no. I knew you were going to come back. Which, which is kind of true. Kind of you're, you're at that point. You're kind of like, well, maybe he's right. You know, I don't, I don't know. And, uh, but then, you know, he makes the weapon, which is like, oh, it's going to take time. Three seconds later, he finishes it. And, uh, and then he tries yep. to kill him with it, which, which was really, really not not the nicest thing I feel like well, somebody he was could do. Mad one because Kratos just got done with his wife, and two because he was worried Kratos was going to do something bad to Pandora. I think that's primarily it. He wants to keep yeah. everybody away. That's from the Pandora. number one reason. But he was uh, probably not happy about the Aphrodite thing either. Yeah, then he's probably unhappy all the time because yeah, uh, yes, yeah. You're, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's a thing. Um, so then after that, you start making well, wait, your way. You, you can walk so back outside. He tries to kill you, but what does Kratos do? He pins his hand by, like, electrocuting it to the one, and then he goes over and he turns on the other one, and the 
the giant spike that Hephaestus uses to make stuff comes up and impales him right through the stomach. So after he makes it back through, or so with the Hephaestus fight, you know, he winds up, is it, there's a giant spike right there and he winds up lowering that, grabs a hold of Hephaestus and he pulls him into it. I don't think, I thought he traps him down. Basically he like tasers him with those nemesis weapons because they, then they, he gets stuck and then he activates the other switch and because he's stuck there, the, the, the spike comes up and just impales him right through his stomach because he can't move. Yeah, that's what it was. I was thinking of the, uh, the fighting God of War 2 where it yeah, shoots through his face. Yeah, I mean, you weren't, you weren't too wrong, um, but... Yeah, super cool part. Um, definitely one of my favorites as far as, you know, <laughs> people dying. And then you you go back through and you use the the boots of... Whatever his name is, you can go back through the portal, and then you can hang out can, with if you want again. to, or or um, you can go through and uh, start using that electric power to move the gates, and you can continue on towards um, the hedge the gardens or whatever they are. I here, love this yeah, puzzle here. Yeah, Hero's Garden. It was pretty neat. I think that they they put a couple cool things in there. Some of it was frustrating. And uh, it is the first time you do it. But when you do it again and you have a better working knowledge, you you get through it a lot quicker. But I just love that perspective puzzle where it's like you're moving things around and then you hit the button and you see through the statue's eyes. And because the statue has a different perspective of everything, it actually physically changes the landscape. And then you are able to, by shifting the bridges and stairs around, make a walkway to the other side of this giant chasm there. And then when you look back on it after you're done, Kratos turns around and looks and it like none of it's connected. It doesn't make any sense, but the statue was able to see that. And then of course, after I I skipped a little bit in the maze, you run into Hera again and she's drunk and belligerent even more so than she was the first time. But she's dying now, and the garden is dying, so that's why she's so mad. Right, at and then he, he, she decides to call Pandora some choice words, and Kratos doesn't even say anything. He just picks her up and kind of unceremoniously snaps her neck and throws her to the ground. And then, which is extremely convenient, you can use her dead body on a pressure yeah. plate. So it, it, it's all over. It all works out. <laughs> and then you move directly on to the labyrinth which is my least favorite part of this game. It's just visually kind of boring. Well, well there's the there's the caverns right. that are leading to the labyrinth. That, right. And so the the caverns is where you fight the yeah, scorpion, which is probably also my least favorite boss fight simply because it doesn't fit into the mythology like it would have made more sense if they had like a I, I know they did a Minotaur boss in the first game, but the Minotaur is supposed to be the guardian of the labyrinth. So I felt like it just seemed very yeah. out of place and, and kind of strange. Well, it's weird. It's almost like we, we got a faux labyrinth in God of War right. 1, and this is the one that, that actually the name. is right. the real labyrinth. That's very but, true. Because uh, this one is very enigm- enigmatic, but so was the first one. But the first one seemed much more... More, I don't know if steampunk is the word. Just uh, like it was much more, more put together by rock and metal. And this one seemed, yeah, there you go. Um, and then this one is much more of like a giant magical box yes. floating in the air. And, That's exactly uh, right. But that, right? But it's also it's it's you know meant to be there in between the underworld and uh, Olympus on the chains of balance, and, and it's supposed to you know really serve right. a purpose. And, and I thought that was an interesting take. It is but, an interesting take. You know, then as you as you go through, I didn't like the labyrinth very much. I thought it was this is the only part of the game where I was kind of like, okay, like what am I doing right now? And uh, you know, long story short, you go through every everything there. You get everything put together. Uh, you discover the ice power, which was the secret to it all. You discover that the guy who put it together, his son, had died. No, Zeus killed him. Wrong. And, you killed him. Oh, you run into I him, him in. God of War Two, and he's the he's he's the one right before you fight, not fight, but go to Atlas. 
you fight him as you're falling down and you rip his wings off and he he falls and dies and you take the wings. Oh, that's yeah. right. His son was Icarus. Got yes. it. Got it. But you still got his wings. You do, so and he thinks cool. that you're anyway, him uh, and then he comes through and Kratos is like, no, it's not. And then he waits until I, he's ready to I leave. And he goes, oh, by the way, your son's dead. And that was kind of cold-hearted. Of all the things in this game, you think that was... Yeah, because, like, he thought that if he did a good job for the gods, he would get his son back as payment. And, you know, just the way Kratos is just like, nope, he's dead. And then he kills he kills Daedalus as well by, by activating the labyrinth. And he stretches him out limb from limb, and he dies. Yeah, and I, I liked that part. Um, but one of the things that I thought was really cool... And I think it was earlier in the game the first time that it shows you is that whenever you're climbing up and it's your first exposure to Olympus, I think it's before you even go uh, down to, um, you get thrown down to Hades, um, and is, is that little window with the chains. Oh, yes. Tailwind. And then this one, as you're as you're pulling the chains, getting the giant square, you know, I don't know why I would call it, I guess I could just call it a, uh, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> and... Um, you know, it, it, you actually see it start taking form in that window. And so you kind of realize, like, this is, you know, you the game itself happened in kind of not a, not a close space, but everything's relative. You know, like, this is this is the same place that you were, you know, like, the same places keep unlocking these different mysteries. And you were really this close all along to some of these things that you just didn't know what to yeah. look for. And, uh, and I thought that was a really cool way of doing it. And then, you know, you, you pull it all the way up there. And once you, you know, Pan- you and Pandora are running around and you start to see a different side of Kratos that I thought was really interesting and I'm excited for in God of War 4 because he kind of takes this the same bond as he did to Perse- Calliope. Uh, Persephone. What's his daughter's name? Calliope. And he start he doesn't want her to do, to, to sacrifice herself for, to, to, you know, to get taken by Zeus and all this stuff. Um, but she, but she is very, you know, willing. She knows her place. She's, I don't want to say excited. But she knows what will happen uh, if she does. And she probably knows what will happen if she doesn't. So that's, that's a good point. kind of like where, you know, and you, you do it like, cause she, he gets to the top, he opens up the flame. He looks and he sees her there and she goes, okay, I'm ready. Like, and as she's trying to run in, he grabs her and says, no. And she actually kind of, right. She's like, no, let me go. Or, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And then when he finally lets her go, Zeus is standing right there and she falls down and he picks her up by the neck and then Kratos is like let her go and it's kind of like that that Batman uh, Dark Knight scene where Joker's like oh bad choice of words and and Zeus like throws her over onto a pile of rocks (laughs) yeah bad choice of words and then you have this just phenomenal um, street fighter fight against Zeus and I love this part where it's like 2D and you see the flame in the background and you guys are fighting back and forth on this 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 little plane there. It's just I love that part. It's so cool how everything's kind of like tight and the camera's a little bit tighter and more intimate as you are just. Yeah, fighting. that's a really cool point. Like it, it is very Street Fighter esque. Yeah, it is because you are fighting on like this two D back and forth, and you're not running around in circles and doing all of this dodging and other stuff. So you're you're just it's kind of more on this horizontal and you, you know, I just, I just, something about it. I love it. I, I love the way that it kind of shifts tones again in terms of boss fights. And then, yeah, I think after that part, you beat Zeus up. You, the, the, we yeah, like the ground breaks and you guys wind up outside. But before that, in, doesn't Pandora, um, area. Do, she eliminates the flame and Zeus, um, Kratos goes over and opens the box and it's totally empty. And he's like, what, what the hell is all this? And then you, yeah. after he's done doing that, he looks around and he's like, oh, it's empty in here. And you, you're right. Then you go back up and you walk down the stairs to where Zeus is. And Zeus goes, look at, look at what you did. Like the sky is black. The, 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 everything is dead. The waters are turbulent. Like you have ruined everything. And then in the midst of all that, we have a return from a visitor, uh, Gaia, decides yeah. to show up and she's going to kill both of them. She's done. She's just, she's, she's going to kill both of them now for whatever reason. And she picks up the, the little gazebo looking thing that they're standing in and crushes it. And 
You and Zeus both jump out and into the hole in Gaia's chest. Right, and now, so as you're going through, you start to see, you know, something that you thought was just a little iridescent earlier in the game. You, you notice are these onyx stones in their surrounding different things, including right. your heart. And so after you knock away those, you can start you know, damaging Gaia. And essentially you start killing her, and then Zeus comes in. And I guess you just start fighting both. Well, you fight Zeus and his like little clones that he keeps making, and then you end up at I think you end up killing both of them essentially by he pulls the blade of Olympus out and stabs Zeus and through him into the heart, killing Gaia, killing Zeus, and then you end up outside again and everything is all destroyed. And I like this part because you look around and like all of your stuff is laying down next to you. And then you see this giant Zeus body, uh, like, spirit comes floating over, and he kills Kratos by taking away his, his, like, will to live or something. He, like, sucks his life force away from him, and it kind of puts you into this, like, despair frame of mind, and you're, like, living in Kratos' psyche for a minute. And I really like this part, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I like this part because... There are a couple things that are explored here that kind of redeem Kratos for a minute in my eyes. It kind of makes him a little more human again. Um, what did you think of this part? Because I really like this like kind of abstract, like black and red sort of thing that they had going on there. It was real, the end of the game, I thought, was a really, really nice ending towards everything because I, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I mean, the whole world yeah. screwed up. and. If you don't stay for the the actual ending of the game, you know there's like a Marvel cutscene at the a end. Coda. The um, yeah, and uh, but you know it it was weird. And then you know Athena comes up. Well, hold on, I you're, I think we we jumped ahead a little too far. So okay. you're in the you're in that like that fear desperation portion of Kratos's mind, and he's making his way through. And there's actually a part where I think it's Pandora who says, like, hope is the path to forgiveness. And he hugs the spirits of his daughter and child. And then it kind of, like, fills him a little bit with this hope. And then you get to this next part where um, Athena's laying on the ground, and he helps her up. And then he gets a little more hope. And then he gets find, gets to a part where he gets to the end, and he opens, I think he opens the Pandora's box again. And it's, like, just sitting there. And then right. a Pandora comes out and is like, hope is the way. Like hope is what will give you the strength to to whatever. I don't remember exactly what she says because she kind of yells at you, which is kind of funny. And then he wakes up and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Like I, my hope is restored." And then th- this is where there's this really cool first person fight against Zeus. You know, you're swinging the blades in first person. You might not remember this part because it happens so quickly. Yeah. yeah I don't so that. You, he forces Zeus's soul back into his body. And then you're fighting in first person. You're swinging the blades, and and in first person, you see your legs on the ground, and he's swinging back and forth, and all you see is the arms and the blades going. And that part's really cool. Yeah. And then he gets up, and it's kind of like the same thing in the beginning of the game where Kratos kills Poseidon. Zeus is, is legitimately terrified of Kratos at this part. You can see, like, the fear in his eyes. And Kratos, there is no stopping him at this point. You are pummeling him in first person, just bloodied. There's punches, there's, there's knees, everything. And then all of a sudden your screen starts to turn red with blood and the little circle prompts is, is still going in the corner and it just says tap circle. And I remember I wanted to watch you do this part because you were you literally <laughs> just kept tapping. It. I remember this part. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't let you progress no, until you stop. Until and you I, stop. I loved that because the, the first time I did it, I probably tapped that damn thing for like ten minutes, and I'm like, "There is something wrong here. The game didn't go to the next checkpoint." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the same for me. I was like, you know, I feel like I'm just, I'm just making a game of this now, and so I kind of stopped because my <laughs> finger, I wanted to like reposition my finger, and then it started going. Through and then it, and it exactly like, wow. it goes through, and Zeus is is on the ground. And then, and then it goes to the next scene where you're, you're right. Then Athena shows up and she says, you've, you've done it. Like you were able to kind of restore balance to the world in a way because the gods were so overcome with paranoia and dread that they were 
kind of ruining things for everybody. And then she says, I hid the most powerful weapon of all in the box. That that weapon is hope. She then she says, kind of selfishly, give it to me. It's mine now. And Kratos is kind of like, you know what? I don't think anybody should have it. Like, I don't think one person should have it. And he does this really cool thing where he picks up the blade of Olympus and it looks like he's going to stab Athena and he flips it around and he, he impales himself on it. And as he does that, he kind of like unleashes this burst of hope into the world. And then he keels over on the ground and Athena is rightly, she's pissed. She goes, why did you do that? Like, do you know what people will do with this that you just gave them? They can't comprehend it. And then this is the part where you said the little Marvel cutscene. Um, the credits play out, and then it goes back to Kratos's final resting place. But what do we find? I don't know. You didn't, didn't see, see it? it. No, he's not there. There's a blood trail that goes to the 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 end to the sea, and there's no body. I can't believe you didn't see that. Oh, is it? Well, because I I was waiting through the credits and I'd asked you, oh, and you're like, you want me to tell that's you? Right. That's right. I forgot. So you, because the credits are very long and you can't skip them. But yeah, that was I was I was over. But it. I mean, that is. I mean, I wonder how many people didn't see that because of that. And then that kind of leads me to. So obviously, he didn't die. We as we see now, but for a long time, when there was no God of War game on the horizon, we didn't know if we would ever know what happened at the end. And I I think this is kind of neat where they've they've done their time with Greek mythology. And then instead of rebooting God of War in Norse and just giving you a whole new protagonist, they're kind of doing this really cool job of maybe giving him sort of like a path for redemption. Well, hang on. So before, before we go into that, I mean, are we pretty much concluding God of War 3? Do you want to go into kind of what we, what do you want to, we can, whatever you want, we can say before we move on, we might have to divide this up into two parts, which is fine. I'd be happy to make this, two separate one hour podcasts if we have to. Yeah, that would be fine. Um, I just, I think that we've, we've got uh, between the myths and legend podcast and oh, how we're kind of deciphering such some of that, a good podcast. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I got overwhelmingly excited for, uh, considering like the amount of effort it was, was how we, we just pieced together from different runes letters, what the name of the last, last podcast yes, would be. And I think, and just, what were we saying? It was called knowing that that's like, vision. Oh, it, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And uh, to know that, because that's going to be a it part is. of the game, is like, you know, the the translation part. And, and just kind of getting a taste of that to get to at the lore before we can we can hear it, I think that was really neat. Um, and I, I think they're going to do a lot with this game. I like your idea of, like, will this be, like, the type of, you know, because as, assuming right now we've got Kratos yep. with his son, we don't know what's happened to his wife or... Arguably, we no. don't know who she is. We we know that and, uh, she's dead for some reason. That's not a spoiler because the whole purpose right. of the beginning of the game, this is what they, the developers have been willing to share with us. The whole purpose of the beginning of the game is they're taking her ashes to the highest point in the realm. And that's that's all we know in terms of where the story motivation begins. But we don't know who she was. Right. We don't know why she died. And we don't know what's going to happen when they get there. And I feel like, I feel like they've, they've told us the first two hours of the game, and there's another 20-some after that. And I'm just really kind of curious because I think something's going to happen. If anybody has seen the story trailer, and this is not a spoiler, because I've actually watched the story trailer a few times. Um, after I re- heard that Corey said, we don't give anything away in the story trailer. It might seem like it, but... You have no clue, and we're not. We have we have saved all of the best parts. And I thought, okay, I'll watch it again, yeah. and I'll get a little perspective. And there's a part where Kratos says there are consequences to killing a god, and it makes me wonder: Does Kratos kill a god? Does his son kill a god? And what happens after that? And I like the part where he says, Atreus, Kratos' son, goes, well, "How how do you know?" And to me, I feel like, so to me, I feel like obviously somebody's going to die. We don't know who yet, but that's going to start like a whole catalyst then for the way the rest of the game plays out. 
And I wonder if I wonder who we'll see. I wonder if we'll see Thor, if we'll see Odin, uh, if we'll see any of the other Vanir gods or the other Aesir gods. I wonder if we'll see giants like the the Jotun. And um, I mean, I wonder. I wonder if we'll see some of these other mythological creatures. We know we see the world serpent, but are we going to see Fenrir, the giant wolf? Are we going to see some of the other dragons? Fafnir, Nidhogg, they're all dragons in Norse mythology, and they all have very cool backstories. So I just really wonder... Who the hell? Who are you? I have read a lot of Norse wiki um, in the last couple months as kind of a way to get ready for this game. There's, like, Nidhogg is a dragon that lives in the underworld, and he eats the souls of evil people that have died. So I wonder if we'll run into him. And Fafnir is apparently a dragon who was originally a person, but he was so greedy, he stole everything from his family members. I think that's kind of the story. And because of that, he was turned into, like, this dragon with, like, a human arm, sort of. Um, And he's very, very, like, greedy and protective of his treasure. So those are all things that would be cool to see in the game because they would fit, like, kind of on the journey you could come across like a treasure hoard and you go in there and oh shit, you have to fight this giant dragon now. So I'm just really curious to see like what sort of things they're going to cherry pick from the mythology to put in this game, especially if they're hoping to do another one. But I, I really hope that we get a very satisfying conclusion and I hope that we get to see Kratos kind of do a little bit of reminiscing and kind of redeeming himself. I would like to see, him and Atreus have a more positive relationship, but I wonder if that's not where this game is going to go and if things are going to backfire and Kratos' past is going to come back to haunt him. You know, I wonder, is he going to be paranoid that his son will kill him the way that Zeus was paranoid that his children were going to kill him, the way that Zeus's dad was paranoid that all his children were going to kill him? I just... I don't think so. I think that I think that overall, you know, right now Kratos. I wonder. I just wonder: is he still sitting there with the same rage? He's distanced himself from his son, and like the directors have talked about in that podcast, he's done it mostly for the sake right. of his son, not for the sake of him. I think that because I mean, if Kratos was willing to to kill himself at the end of God of War three, it just didn't didn't work. I don't think that he's afraid of death like Zeus was. He doesn't have this throne of power that he's afraid of losing like Kronos uh, and... Uh, That's a good point. And Zeus had. So I think that his he's going to be much more... Now, is he going to be a martyr for things to come? I don't know. You know, does uh, Atreus wind up, you know, taking the reins in God of War? That would be really cool. Too. Whatever the next yeah. installment would be. And it, it, it's interesting to see kind of where it would be, but this could be like a passing of the torch of, you know, now you've got a, a more well-rounded character... And now you've got Atreus. For God of War 5, it's going to be this open-world RPG where you're going to do party builders, and you've got your mage and yeah. range guy, and you need some... Oh, okay. <laughs> but I th- well, every, everything else I did, yes. I did mean sincerely. But it's, it's going to be neat to see where it goes because they have a lot of nice elements. They have pieces of the story. I just think that, I think that it would be a waste for them to put all the effort into creating the systems that they have to use anything that's happened in the past as a story generation for this new game and a new realm, because then you have to start fighting with the combining the right. two mythologies. And I feel like that's just, I don't, I don't, it's not disrespectful, but there's just too much that you could do individually within them to have to do something. Like you know, that. I don't, I don't disagree with you on that because I, 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 they do want this to be kind of a fresh point for anybody who's never played before. But at the same time, I think they could give us a little nod for all of the, fans of the original oh there's i'm sure there'll right. be that and yeah i just i think that there will be a part where either kratos is, is his past comes back to haunt him in some way because he he murdered his family his his real family and then he murdered his extended family basically by you know association to zeus and he has never really dealt with it as far as we know and then in order to not ruin his son he stayed away while he was growing up. Now his son's 10 years old and Kratos has been kind of absent. You know, there's the one in one of the, the um, lost pages podcast that says, why does my dad go out all day hunting and skinning when it takes my mom and I literally a couple hours to finish? What is he doing? Right. So I think that's going to be a cool point for the story that we'll, we'll probably get an answer to like, what, what was he doing? 
And, and then, you know, how is that going to affect their relationship? Because they're probably not as close as, as Kratos would like them to be. Is Atreus going to, I mean, I think he does respect his dad in a way that you you respect your dad, but I'm just really curious to see the dynamics of this. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's an interesting way to see it. You know, like it could be the kind of thing, you know, this, you know, Kratos could be because like referencing again, one of the myths and legends podcast, when Atreus ventures out further than the tree that his mother had marked, he winds up, you know, chasing a deer. Well, he can um, hear the thoughts he, of, yeah, right, of those animals. And, but it winds up getting him, he gets in like a fight with a drogger. And, you know, as he gets wounded, you know, his, his dad comes out of nowhere Kratos and uh, and kills yeah. the hell out of it, but you know you realistically throughout the day you know Kratos could be going through the woods making sure that nothing that is gets a good too, point. too I close didn't even and think doing that. that kind of thing. So so uh, you know there's doesn't necessarily mean that anything bad is going on. You know he could just be thinning the herd and, and making sure that they're safe, yeah. you know, safe consistently. The only way he knows how. And it, it makes me wonder what is that? What is that hand on the tree? Is that like some sort of protective ring are they like around the where they live in a certain way that keeps things out i i mean you just kind of opened up a whole new can of worms there that i didn't even consider the first time around yeah yeah i I don't know if it's like some type of enchantment um you know it depends on yeah you know just realistically depending on who Who the the mother is the mom is if it's if it's a protective ring technically that could deal damage to somebody and if it's you know who we think it could be no, you, they can't do anything. That's true. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm really excited. It, as of right now, it comes out in a week and four days. I, I did. And I can, and the, the reviews come out in exactly seven days plus a couple hours. So that's going to be, I'm going to try my best. No, actually what did I say? Seven. No, the reviews come out tomorrow, tomorrow night. That was the 12th at midnight. Yeah. Okay. So it's, 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 it's technically midnight tomorrow night. So you know, Tuesday or Wednesday into Thursday at midnight. I know, nice. right? So it's not even Thursday night into Friday. It's it's literally one more day. So can we expect you to do a blog post based on the initial reviews? I will. I will definitely, I, for the sake of the blog, I will check a couple of them and I will round up my thoughts and I will link to them so you can read them on your own if you'd like to. But I am not going to dive into them. I'm going to do my best to remain as knowledge free as possible besides my own speculations that I formed in my head. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see kind of, I'm, I'm excited to see part of me partly wants to say yeah. you're tired. Yeah. Part of me wants to see what the reviews are. Part of me wants to stay away. Um, but overall I'm excited to see everything. I have to make sure to finish today. The, the dividends and interest column that I want to have posted before this comes out. That'll be awesome. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to go do that now. But I, otherwise, yeah, I, I think uh, that wraps up everything really we wanted to say about the, the original franchise, plus some speculation on the next installment, which like you said, literally drops in, in just over a week. Um, you can find Travis's next dividends and interest post. You can find my most recent blog posts, everything at hopelessprofessionals.com. We're also working, you have been doing a ton of work on our Twitch stream. So you can check us out there at twitch.tv slash hopelessprofessionals as we journey towards 50 followers. And if you're listening to this, I have... Go follow us on Twitch. If you're listening to this, go follow us. If you'd like to, we are going to, I'm going to do kind of a speed run through of God of War three on Thursday, the 19th of April. And then, so I think the plan is that you and I are both going to stream. If we can, maybe simultaneously, um, the new one on Friday morning around 8 a.m. Pacific. Maybe? Yeah, we'll, we'll post. We'll be we'll be vocal online about yes. whenever we're going to be able to get on there. Hopefully, we can make it work the way we want to, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, but it, I mean, and I'm working now on a God of War three recap video. I have it. It's about twenty five minutes long. I want to cut it down a tad 
to maybe 20 minutes or so, but I might just stick with it because it, it's actually pretty cool going through the major encounters that we talked about here. It has footage of every boss fight. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. And I hope to get that done by this weekend so that way people have something to watch to kind of get ready for the newest one if they'd like to get a, a quick run through of God of War 3 without actually having to play it themselves yeah yeah it'll be pretty neat I think that's a cool thing to do I look forward to watching the video and I'll watch your stream on Thursday too yeah and I mean if you'd like to um, stream as well or we could take turns doing boss fights or whatever it is you want to do that would be fun yeah we'll see we'll work it out it'll be fun I just I'm saving I work Thursday so we'll we'll get it done and we'll be on Friday I can't wait I cannot wait I literally I think my hype has never been higher besides for maybe the last Zelda game I don't think I've been this excited for anything in quite a while yeah yeah it'll be pretty cool alright well we look forward to seeing you guys in Twitch or around uh, you know always you can find us on Instagram at Hopeless Professionals uh, Twitter at Hopeless Pros. Uh, you know, send us an email at hopelessprofessionals at uh, gmail or catch us at hopelessprofessionals.com uh, or our Twitch at hopelessprofessionals. So uh, we'll, we look forward to hearing from you. If you guys like this, let us know. If you didn't, you know, hey, let Damon know. And uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. All right. See you, everybody.